Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman, from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. To start off, can you each share a little bit about your roles at Click and what your responsibilities are as leaders of the company? So I'm Brianna Mobram. I'm the president of Who, What, Where. My job in a nutshell is strategy. So I work with the board to set long and short-term strategy as well as with the leadership of the company. I work on leading new business initiatives and optimizing for operational efficiency and oversee accounting, finance, HR, and licensing and direct-to-consumer. I'm Kat Collings. I'm Who What Wears Editor-in-Chief, and I oversee our editorial team and all the gorgeous quality content they do. Set the content strategy to both creatively build our brand and meet our traffic and revenue goals. So a little bit of art and science. Yes, I love that. And one thing I really want to kind of dive into is that you guys were both there in the early days of Who, What, Where. Like, I remember when Who, What, Where launched and it was like just a newsletter and then obviously it's become so much more. What steps led you to Who, What, Where? And can you talk a little bit, especially in this economy of like staying and having longevity at a business and and what kind of keeps you excited? Kat, you can go first. Sure. So what steps led me to who, what, where? I've always loved online shopping and I kind of had to be an online shopper in my high school, middle school years because I grew up in a town of like three stoplights, 60 miles from the nearest mall. So I always had a love for like browsing online and felt super comfortable with that early on and then did fashion internships at Vogue, at Refinery29 and, and who, what, where as well. So that kind of led me here and I, I knew that fashion is just always a part of me. I, I adore it and knew that I had found my place at Who, What, Where. I love it. And Brianna? 
So for me, I think after I graduated from college with a degree in accounting, I started working in startups. So the first one I worked in was in the health and wellness. And, you know, it's really grueling to work in a startup, as I'm sure you're aware. And so when I was thinking about what's my next move and like what industry I want to work in, because I think like that's so important. If you're going to put in a lot of time, you better love the product. And so I just always have been really passionate about fashion. I think like it's been a big part of like my personal confidence journey too. And that's why I love fashion so much. And so wanting to like get a like basically a career, like a using my accounting degree in an industry that I love. And I really just landed the perfect career at who, what, where, and have just been able to really grow with it. I think that's something that, you know, I think who, what, where does a great job of recognizing talent and allowing you to sort of find your place and grow if you're willing to seize the opportunity. And so that's why I've been here for 10 years. Yeah, I love that because I think sometimes people think of like an accounting degree and that you're going to go, you know, work a traditional accounting job, but really it opens you up to so many different industries and your own Absolutely. interests. So I think that's a really important point and something that's really, really incredible. But so Kat, you started as an assistant at who were an intern, it sounds like, you know, potentially. So now you're editor in chief. So I think that's really incredible. So can you talk to us about, you know, how you started and how you got to where you wanted to be, you know, as Brianna mentioned, like you have to seize the opportunity, but what advice do you have for someone who's looking to kind of climb in a startup environment to get to that, you know, C-suite upper level kind of job? Totally. I think the first thing is to know where you want to work. Like what is your number one goal spot? I interned for who, what, where, and then I saw a job opening and I applied, but I was too late. And I waited a whole year, just did jobs like assistant styling, freelance writing for the job, for the role to open up again and apply that time. And then I got it. So really like having that patience, I think, for the right opportunity, because I think sometimes early on in your career, you can go in a certain path and maybe, you know, you took what was available to you or what you needed to, you know, obviously pay the bills. And that can kind of set you on a path and your experience starts building in a certain direction. So if you can, you know, make things work and like I did until you can, can really get your foot in the door at your dream place, you'll be starting off on a trajectory that'll be aligned with where you truly want to go. And then in terms of jumping, you know, sort of growing in your position once you're there, I think my goal when joining Who What Wears an Assistant, I wasn't like, I'm going to be editor-in-chief one day. My goal was just to like learn a lot. I started off as our, one of our co-founder, Catherine Powers' assistant, and she has such impeccable taste and an eye and high standards. And when you like admire your boss that much, you just want to like absorb and like learn everything that they have to teach you. So I wasn't thinking about climbing the ladder and I knew where I was supposed to be and that growth kind of came a bit naturally. Not that there aren't tips and tricks to like push that along. <laughs> totally. Brianna, what about you? I think like for me, when I started at who, what, where is like what I saw was such immense opportunity. Like I was employee 25 and they had just raised a series A and I just saw like there's so much that can be done here. And I just found the environment and the mission to be so inspiring of making fashion accessible to all and just like really inspired by like the people around us, like Catherine and, you know, Kat as well. And just wanting to be like never overlooked for a position and really kind of going for the strategy. So I kind of like actually went in with like, I want to be the CFO of this company. And what can I do to be like never overlooked for that? So that's sort of how I sort of set my journey. 
I love that. I mean, different approaches, but like, I think it's really important, you know, to obviously have those goals in the back of your mind. And Brianna, beyond your leadership role at Click, you are an advisor to beauty brands like Versed and Merit, which are Catherine's other projects, which is a really unique experience, I feel like, for working at, you know, somewhat of a quote unquote corporate company. So what has that, you know, exposure to supporting these other startup brands, you know, kind of led you to learn? Like, why is that important to you? And what advice do you have for people who are maybe looking to grow beyond their current role and do things like advise startup brands? So I think one important thing is that, you know, some people may not know this, but Burst and Merit started as brands of Click. So we actually incubated them. So I was a part of them from day one and sort of like coming up with a, like particularly from a financial perspective. So like I remember raising money for Burst and like going to the meetings with the manufacturers and doing all this stuff. So once we actually spun the companies off. It just was like a natural progression for me to sort of like on the side the lines advise it. And I think it's just really helpful to like get exposure to other industries. So if you know somebody or somebody like that where you can just get involved in any way, I highly recommend it because that exposure plays in so many ways to help you better at your current job as well. We'll be back in just a moment, but first we want to share a little bit about Face Foundry, one of our lovely sponsors that supports this episode. Okay, so when it comes to self-care and personal hygiene, who has the time or money to hop around from salon to salon trying to find the best esthetician and sometimes paying more than we should for said facial treatments? Sometimes it feels exhausting and feels like another checkbox on a never-ending to-do list when it should be a really thoughtful, enjoyable, and affordable experience. And if you're like me, you care about the products that go on your body. And so it's time for you to try Face Foundry. I am absolutely obsessed. Okay, let me tell you about it. Face Foundry is an efficient and effective focused facial bar specializing in all things face. That includes facials, lashes, brows, and skincare. Their mission is to help people feel good because when you feel good, you do good. And the world always needs more of that. What I love about Face Foundry is that the experience is thoughtfully curated, and when you walk into any salon, you immediately feel welcomed by their skin experts. Rather than being picked apart about the current state of your skin or eyebrows or whatever it may be, these experts make you feel right at home and meet you where you are in order to help you reach your hashtag skin goals no matter what. Their female founder, Michelle Henry, has worked super hard to grow their company across 20 locations and counting. And with their franchise model, they've gained over 50 commitments nationwide in under three months of launching franchising. I also love Face Foundry is a spa that is just focused on your face. They make result-driven skincare approachable, affordable, and accessible. Also check out their specialty product line. My go-to is their collagen spritz. Collagen spritz is good for any skin type, any skin concern, and at any age. Even better, it is perfectly sized and perfectly priced at 42 bucks. This product is the best because of its versatility. It can be used any time of day as a serum, makeup setting spray, or a light refresher. I actually use it twice a day while sitting at my laptop. So if you haven't already, please go check out Face Foundry. When you visit their site, you can discover all of their amazing products, whether online or in person. I have nothing but good things to say about this brand. I love their company. I love their products. They're female-owned. They are the best. So don't miss out at Face Foundry. Use code PARTY at checkout for 20 bucks off your first service or online order. Facefoundry.com or at Facefoundry on IG for more info. Hey guys, I'm Lindsay Carter, the founder of Set Active, and this is my new podcast, Ready, Set, Spill. 
Finding the balance between being a mom, running a business, and still maintaining somewhat of a social life is a constant work in progress. We live in a time where social media glamorizes everything that we do, but life isn't always a perfectly curated Instagram post. And that's coming from someone who built their business on a perfectly curated Instagram feed. Nothing here is off limits, so get ready, get set, because it's time to spill. And Kat, you've worked with brands like Moda Operandi and Netaporte and all of these amazing things. And your personal style has been featured in many publications like the New York Times and Vogue. So fashion, as we know, very tough industry to break into. So what advice would you give someone who wants to break into fashion? And is part of that building your own personal brand around your own personal style? I think it helps. It helps a lot. I think what it takes to work in fashion editorial today is a point of view. Like with social media, I feel fashion commentary, self-expression, personal style, it's more democratic than it's ever been, which is great. There are more voices, more platforms. So I think you have to think about what is differentiating me? What is What am I adding to the conversation that isn't already there? And what is my actual perspective on, on fashion? And so I think it really does help to, like you mentioned, kind of have that social media presence. Before we hire anyone, I always check their social media. It's, it's a quick gut check and you kind of get a window into their world. And I think it just, it helps. It helps with your exposure. It helps, you know, show that you are out there putting yourself forward in a fashion space and you see yourself belonging in that space. I think that's part of it too, is like almost like claiming your membership in, in, in that, in that world, even if you haven't yet been given permission to be there. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's incredible advice. And I touched on this a little bit earlier, but you both have been at Click for 10 plus years. And now, you know, obviously we're living in the great recession. We're living in a time where people jump from job to job. What are your thoughts on people staying long term in a company? What do you think it takes? What was, you know, what has been your experience and why you have such loyalty to this brand and business? Because I think a lot of business owners are trying to figure out that formula of like, how do we keep people excited, incentivized and motivated to stay here? First and foremost, I've been with the company for a really long time because I think like overall the culture really spoke to me and the mission really spoke to me. So I think that's crucial and first understanding like, is this a place that you see yourself long term? And then for you as an individual to grow within that environment, I think it's really important to stay hungry because if you want to keep climbing within a corporation, you need to always be like reaching for like what's next and like not getting a little too complacent in what it is like just, oh, I've been here for four years and therefore I'm entitled to something. Like I always know that any day, like I could be like let go if I don't actually perform. And so like that's something that really kind of keeps me motivated internally to just like keep trying to do better. And I think Click was such a wonderful environment to like, you know, at the level that we came in at to be able to see opportunity and to grow. And I think like it's important for you to be honest with yourself, like, cause it, I think it's called being an, an entrepreneur where you can basically be an entrepreneur within a company hmm. and just really understanding like what is it your business objectives and how are you growing and then the opportunities are there for you in the company so long as you seize them. I love that. Entrepreneurship is such like an undertapped skill set, meaning like you can be entrepreneurial within a corporate structure and build your own you know, career path that you want. And I think that's so accurate. I think a lot of times people sit around and wait for them to be noticed. And I think yes. in this type of environment, it's about pushing your limits, asking for more, and obviously proving yourself. You know, that's definitely part of it as well. But Kat, what about you? 
Well, thank you, because I just learned a new word today, entrepreneur. (laughs) I think Brianna and I were lucky enough to be early on in a phase where the company was rapidly growing, right? But that's not necessarily everyone's situation. So I, I think in terms of jumping around or staying loyal to a company, like go where you're wanted. I think that's good advice in your relationships, in your career, in all aspects of your life. So if you're if you're not being valued or if the company is just in a place where you feel like employee number 2,502 and there's not really opportunity to shine or grow, that's a reason to move on to your next and find that place where it is a fit. And I think that's why Brianna and I have been able to you know, grow and continue to thrive and evolve at one company for so long is because it is just like such a good fit. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, that that's incredible and, and really good advice. So Brianna, your financial expertise was instrumental in leading, as you mentioned, multiple fundraising rounds for Click. We have so many small business owners right now trying to raise money in the beauty and fashion space. So what kind of approach would you suggest a business owner takes when it comes to fundraising? What are your tips and tricks having gone through the process? Yeah. So I think the first and foremost thing, like you have to be really honest with yourself. Like, is the problem you're solving big enough? Like, especially if you're going to raise money from VCs, like, are you able to deliver a 5X return at a bare minimum? You know, and I think it's all subjective depending on the industry, but like, know whether or not like is, because you might have a really great idea, but maybe it's not something that you should be raising VC capital from. It's maybe more of a lifestyle business. And then that's how you structure your business. But First and foremost, be aware of like how big the problem is that you're solving. And then also like, why are you the person to do it? Like what's your execution factor in order to do that? I think is really important in really understanding like what sets you apart, like what is your key differentiators? And really it depends on what like level you're raising at, because if you're in a seed or like a series A where you're essentially pre-revenue, it's really about you as the individual and you have to convince the investors that you're going to be committed for the long haul that you're not just capitalizing on a trend like oh cannabis is big right now so I'm going to try to be first to market like you have to have perseverance in order to last and so I think like really being able to sell that is important and then you know if you're series B it's like hey I've proven concept and now I need money for growth and in series C it's like you better know your numbers because this is a machine and so I think like understanding the stages at which you're at to cater your story and know your audience is really important. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think a lot of people are struck like are pre-revenue trying to raise money and struggling to get fundraising right now just based on the market. But that is great tips of like, you know, people do it. You have to explain the vision. You have to show why this is the company that they should be trusting in and why you're the person to run it. I think those are all great tips. So obviously networking is a huge part of growing your personal brand, your network, and you know, building your, you know, industry connections. So Kat, can you talk a little bit about what your strategy has been for forming connections and expanding your network and any tips you have for like networking do's and don'ts? Well, I'm an introvert, believe it or not. So I don't find networking is the most natural thing for me. So my number one tip is don't force it. There's so many people in the industry. Like if you're trying to, you have one person that you really look up to and you're like dying for them to be your mentor, you know, absolutely reach out, you know, get in their inbox, their DMs, whatever. But if that one doesn't work out, like there are natural ways to connect with people where people, and if it's an open door, jump right through it. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. I think relationships are really all that matter in your work journey to some degree, or it's the number one thing I would say. Like I saw this stat somewhere that like 85% of jobs are filled through like a, some sort of connection, like you're referred by someone or that kind of a thing rather than just a blind application. So I do think 
once you do have that little seed or spark of a relationship, like to really nurture it. I can be someone who's sometimes guilty of like, oh, like if it's just like, oh, we met that one time and following up or that kind of thing, I I can feel like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm bothering someone or that kind of thing. So I kind of take a, a back seat and let people approach me. But I I think sometimes making sure that like you you have that follow through of like, oh, the initial connection was made, like continue to build on that in a way where you're also not forcing it. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by NetSuite, the leading integrated cloud business software suite, including business accounting, ERP, CRM, and e-commerce software. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your back screen, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on old spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. For those of you who aren't familiar with this incredibly innovative tool, NetSuite is the leading integrated cloud business software for enterprise resource planning. Helps you manage inventory, track financials, host e-commerce stores, and maintain customer relationships. So important. In other words, it'll take your business to the next level by helping you stay organized, effective, and efficient. As small businesses start to grow and scale, it becomes important more than ever to keep these areas buttoned up and running smoothly so you can take on new opportunities without letting other areas fall short. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that gives you the full picture of your business. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. You can also automate manual processes and close your books in no time, all while staying ahead of your competition. In fact, 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and controls after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 30,000 businesses already use NetSuite this summer. NetSuite also has a special financing program for those who are ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash party. Head to netsuite.com slash party for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's special financing at netsuite.com slash party, netsuite.com slash party. All right, let's get back to our episode. So you guys had some big news recently with an acquisition of Who, What, Where, which is really exciting. Brianna, can you tell us a little bit more about that and what's in store for you guys next? Yeah, so we recently sold to Future PLC, which is a British media company with over 240 brands. And so we are going to roll up into the women's lifestyle brand and kind of be a flagship for them in the U.S. So we're really excited about the opportunity to really expand our reach, our audience, our resources, et cetera, and really just kind of continue on our mission of making fashion accessible. And like, you know, my like high level ambition is like, I want one word equity in fashion for who it wears. So like, what I mean by that is like, when you think of search, you think of Google. And so I want us to like continue to be like synonymous with fashion and how can we continue to grow our audience so people really know who we are. And I think with the backing a future and their ambitious goals to reach one in two readers in the U.S., like we should be able to get there. Wow. Exciting. And Kat, what about you? Well, Brianna really summed it up. But for the editorial team in specific, I think it's just an exciting time for us to have more resources, right, of of a larger company so that we can reach our audience in ways where we might have been limited before. Having fun events just for the editorial, like, brand building um, fact that even if there's not like a return on investment Rihanna's like well actually there has to be a return on investment (laughs) (laughs) it's like I've not heard of this strategy (laughs) it's a new idea I have it's just doing things because they're fun and cool but but in all seriousness our mission to continue to expand and be known as the 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 shopping and you know fashion style resource for 
for women in the U.S. We're really excited. We're excited to be Future's flagship property. And I think some of the ethos that Who Wear was originally founded on our DNA of, you know, making style accessible for all, making things shoppable, being, you know, talking as if you're talking to a friend, not like talking down from some like high fashion place are really ethos that we can take big and even bigger than we've been so far. Well, I love it. Can't wait to see what you guys do next. Let's wrap with some sentence finishers. I exercise my creativity by Kat. Okay. So this isn't rapid fire, but my fun tip for exercising creativity is to actually do something really lame and boring and uncreative is to put timelines on it. Like if I need to get something creative done and I'm blocked, I'm like, I'm just going to sit down for 30 minutes. That's it. I won't fret about what the results are from the 30 minutes. I will know I just did enough by putting in that time. And then you repeat and repeat until you finally get there. But it stops the fretting of like, oh, I need to exercise my creative. I need to get in the zone. Like, gosh, how will I ever strike creative gold? Like it's elusive and paralyzing. But like, I do know I can sit down at something for 30 minutes and just try. No, I think that's great. I think putting a timeline on something is super important. So I think that's a great tip. My favorite trend right now is Brianna. I really love saturated color. I've always loved saturated color. It just makes me happy. I love that too. I love that. And then my non-negotiable for every day is cat. I would say some time in nature, which literally sometimes means just stepping outside of my home for a few minutes, but just like that perspective of like being away from your computer for a minute is important for me. I love it. Brianna. Coffee. I must have a coffee <laughs> every day. I like go to bed thinking about my morning coffee. So Ooh, I love that. I know my coffee machine broke this morning and it was a real tragedy. Thank you so much, Kat and Brianna. Where can listeners follow you and connect more with you on social? I'm at Kat Collings, which is K-A-T-C-O-L-L-I-N-G-S, if you wanted me to spell it. And obviously both of us are, you know, work on at who, what, where and where, like you wear clothes, W-E-A-R. And I am at Schultz Brianna. Schultz is my maiden name. So you can find me on Instagram there and follow along as I also go through my next journey of motherhood, which I'm doing like a week. So, Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations in advance. Very exciting. Thank you. And we'll all be following along. Thanks, ladies. Thank yeah. you. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.